Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Francine's cooking. Oh, Francine's cooking, pumpkin pie, the holidays. Oh, God, she partner killed me. It was funny. She at, does that. At the end, she's like, would you like to try some uh, wedding day soup? Yes. And Andy's like, sure. And she cursed him, and I'm like, no, I'm good, thank you. But uh, I can't. And Andy's like, mm, you have to try this. This is good, trust me. You have to. And I'm like, no, I don't. And sure enough, by the time we got home, Andy was like, oh, I'm so full. It was the soup that broke the camera. I yeah. heard. Well, it fills in all the, the, the bits. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes around the she's, chunks. She's yeah. so good about making sure and everybody gets enough to eat. Oh, yeah. But she's really good at it. Borderline forcefully so. Like, yeah. are you sure you don't want another piece of cake? Or are you sure you don't want, you yeah. know, another my, my slice me, of this? Let me or... jam it in your throat. Here, hold on. <laughs> Open up. Just, I'll do all the work. Just push, push, push. My friend in Camarillo has a party about the same time as April's usually. And uh, her motto is, if it moves, feed it. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. It's, if it's still moving, you haven't fed it enough. Right? Yep. Wow. Yep. Those are good parties. And Andy didn't spill anything while I was there anyway. The can, reports can you... of my spilling have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was funny watching him talk to somebody about not planning on spilling anything that night, and his hand gestures yeah. were overly animated, and I kept sliding the wine glasses further and further away. So it's your and fault the hands... he didn't spill, spill anything. <laughs> yes. If you think I wasn't aware of all that, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. <laughs> no, you weren't. Don't even say you were. My, my favorite thing is like when we would go to First Friday, and you know those little cocktail cups, the clear plastic? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're little, Not... t- yeah, they're about half size. Andy would get that of wine, and he would stand there talking to someone. <laughs> and as he's talking, his hand, his arm would just slowly straighten out at his, his side. And it was funny because I just watched him as incrementally, inch by inch, his arm is straightening, and he's 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 turning the cup on its side, pouring the wine <laughs> on my daughter's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> funny. How old was she then? Ten, oh, uh, no, nine or ten? ten. Probably seven or eight. Yeah, seven <laughs> or eight. Just a little seven or eight-year-old girl. Too young to be scalp drinking. <laughs> scalp drinking. <laughs> splatter, splatter. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 419, post-Christmas edition. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. That's Andy. <laughs> What? <laughs> we'll fill you in. It confused Matt. <laughs> he bit his tongue during dinner. Hard. Of course he did. Of course he did. There was, was there blood? blood. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was like spitting it into his napkin and just becoming this, oh, this, this holding this clump of gore. Yeah, it's too bad we didn't have a, a, a barbell because he was ready for a tongue piercing. <laughs> he was. Bite tongue, too. I didn't spit. Bite I just dabbed harder. my tongue with a uh, t- paper towel on my tongue. You could have fooled me. Mm. That, that thing was... George Romero would have gladly used that as right. an effects material. Right. Looked like Carrie's tampon. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, a-hole. So I hope everybody had a great Christmas out there. I hope you're gearing up for a great new year. 
uh, we received some gifts in yes. the mail. And uh, first uh, one came with a letter, dear gents, apologizing for the handwritten letter. Yeah, Printer's we hate fucked. handwriting. We hate handwriting. Do we include that in the uh, airing of the grievances for Festivus? You, you the can handwritten do, letter? You can do that on your own time. Okay. I but like the, handwritten letters. I really right? do. I really yeah, do. Yeah, handwritten letters are pretty cool. I love a good hand job. Especially when I can read it. Um, oh. But here is a box of graphic novels and trade volumes. I'd like to give it to the Geek Shock Gang as a holiday gift. You'll have to fight over who gets what or share. Tis the season, after all. Best wishes and have a happy, safe, and very festive Yuletide. Love you all. Shock out with your cocks out. Michael Johnson. Uh, P.S. included a couple of extra goodies as well. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. We really appreciate it. I, uh, the, it's a hefty stack of books, and I, I've only read one of them, so I'm looking forward to diving in. And I think there'll be very little fighting. I think it's going to be a lot of recycling. I think it's going to just loop through the, the group here. Yeah, we're sharers. Yeah, <clears throat> very much so. Loop the group. Be like the village bicycle. bicycle. That's Everybody's right. had a ride. Everybody gets a turn on... Uh, uh, 80s Jeff? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I was going to try and read a title from her, but I can't. <laughs> you can take my turn. I don't want a turn. <laughs> and Andy's like, ooh, double turn. That's right. One extra long turn or separate turns? With Up him, it's you. always extra long. Oh. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Michael. It's very, very kind of you. These are awesome. Yeah. Look forward to diving in. It was a, there was a game in there, too, or is that somewhere else? Uh, yes, you also sent Cthulhu Dice, which I don't own a copy of, and I know that you guys do, so I'm keeping this one. As I described it, it's essentially dreidel, but it's great. It's a fun Cthulhu game. Dreidel. Cthulhu Dreidel. I can get behind Cthulhu it. Dreidel. If Cthulhu Dreidel. Wow, Cthulhu is hard to say with the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to outright get you that barbell. Yeah. You've earned it. I think I started bleeding again. Cool. <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I switch you in K's mic next time. Uh, uh. Now we also receive each of us a bag from Jamie, which is full of amazing goodness. Yeah. Oh my word! Homemade marshmallows, ho- homemade hot cocoa mix. Right. She, she shaved the chocolate herself. That, that's right? what she told us. Yep. She shaves it. Unless she was like, no, no, saying something to me in code and I didn't oh, catch it. Yeah. But well, it's possible, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I cookies, the chocolate, <laughs> uh, cordials of varying flavors, and and beautifully all packaged together. It's super exciting. I, I as Jeff had mentioned, I, I've never had a homemade marshmallow in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 much less chocolate. I haven't either. I'm, I'm super psyched about eating them in the hot chocolate. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jamie. Yeah. I feel very merry this Christmas, and it's your fault. Thank mm. you. It'll be very fat, too. Yes, well, yeah. well. We will start our diet maybe the end of January. <laughs> I'm starting moderately fat, yeah. so I'm, 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 I've got a good head start. Humbug. <laughs> I love good head. <laughs> wow. Just what, what kind of Christmas did you have? <laughs> I, I like that Kirsten has put two jokes like that in there. <laughs> And if I do one no, in an no. episode, I get all kinds of grief. I love putting two in there. Mm. That's three. You're, wow. Your list of Santa must have been fucked. <laughs> no, just fuck. <laughs> okay. Dear Santa, please fuck. So, gentlemen, please fuck. what geeky things you do this week? Man, oh, I had goodness. A insanely geeky. We was Barry was in town, right? And yep. Professor Biggs was in yeah, town. Yeah, that'll geek up your night. Todd came in, so I, I played Todd? tons of uh, Todd and Janello. Correct? Uh, Agnello. 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 Le- I always get that Lemon- Todd-, Todd Lemoncello. Get it right. Yeah. 
Bleak. A- AKA Bleak. It was Bleak. From the experience. Todd the Bleak. Um, <laughs> so we got to play lots of games. I played you know, some BC deck building. I played Ticket to Ride for the first time on Christmas night. I, that still blows my mind. That's yeah. the first time. Yeah. I played DC deck building for the first time in one. Did you like it? I did like it. It was it was a little confusing at first, but but not so confusing I, it didn't kick our ass. Once you get the mechanics down, that is an addictive gameplay style. A two point victory, I wouldn't consider kicking ass. Kick but, my ass. Okay, well, well, you, you had you since you had Barry uh, cock blocking Kirsten over here. Yeah. Barry right. went after Jeff before me. And he totally, I had Superman, and he totally bought up all the superpowers and suppressed anything I could do. Well, you know why I won, right? Andy went before Jeff, and Andy would sit there and go, yeah, Jeff, you need to... Uh, oh, oh this Jeff, first time you playing. make I gave him a sure you oh. Well, he, to be fair, Andy, so was, Andy, won. Andy wasn't like, you should definitely do this. He's like, you should probably do this or this. So giving me options and giving me a chance nah, to look at the cards. you and, struggle. <laughs> Oh, That's, Jeff, you lost. Oh, I guess you don't win this game either. But, yeah. Kirsten, you know why I won, right? <laughs> because uh, the because I was Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You didn't pick the best character ever, the Flash? Mm. He's the best. I had the Flash. That's why yeah, I lost. Yeah, he had the Flash. You only is lost that, by two points. If you have no, Flash. Lost. I Kirsten lost by, lost by two points. It was 45, 46, 47, 49. It's real close. Oh, wow, that it was close. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I will continue to choose the Flash until I win. We also had um, wow. uh, we had a bunch, we, we had a bunch of new cards for Cards Against Humanity. Oh, oh fine. God, that was so much fun. There were there were nerdy cards against humanity. Yep. Like what? Um, <laughs> Good segue. I like that. Let's see. What was the, was was the legless horse thing? Was that one from that? Uh, <laughs> the legless horse that can't stop it, Jack. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, that was the card. It just said a legless horse that can't stop ejaculating. That sounds right. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. Cards Against Humanity. It, it was uh, Major Meh, uh, and uh, and uh, Rum Cake gave uh, me oh. the the cards. I didn't and get the any Rum Cake. What the hell? Uh, well, that's your own it, damn fault. It was, yeah. it was an eternal matter. Yeah. And uh, bastards, <laughs> yeah. And um, even I had three slices at home. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one in the two fridge. words: fuck and off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Put them in whatever way you like. Off there fuck. was a geek pack, and right. then there was a sci-fi pack and a fantasy Ooh, pack. Really? So yeah, yeah. They're the Target exclusives, I think, and there's like a '90s pack too that's out there somewhere. Color me excited! Yeah, yeah. yeah they, there was they, a lot of fun. They were funny, uh, and it, we played with Professor Biggs. Oh, so, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a quip Talk on about a horse with no leg that ejaculates. There's a quip on Chalk Monkey's lair of him reading <laughs> reading one of the guard, one of the uh, sets. In fact, we actually, we forgot that one of our favorite ways to play the game is to make him the constant judge. Oh. So he has to do all the reading. Yeah. Because he, he half the time can't make it through yeah, no. the first reading, so he chuckles it out, and then the second reading he's like, oh, "Okay, I think I got it now." And then the third time around, he actually makes it through the reading. But it's hilarious just watching him crack himself yeah. up. Yeah. He just it kills him. <laughs> he also does really great dramatic readings too. He yes. throws in the voices. He does a great Jeff Goldblum. I'd forgotten he does a great Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Oh, I've, I've I've never heard of Jeff Goldblum. I got we got to work that one in the yeah, next yeah. show. It's really funny because we had a we had a, next year make him do the uh, the Jimmy Stewart one only in Goldblum's right. voice. Jimmy Stewart and Goldblum's way. No, no, no. The yeah. the, the script. Uh, we, like Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Thank you. We uh, somebody 
where were oh were we playing we were playing at uh paulette and matt's weren't we when the the jeff goldblum's o face card came up <laughs> yes. no that oh, was yes. that was uh that was up at uh well, that also, yeah that, it came up back there too yeah because okay. because it was it was a new person reading it right. it was um someone who hadn't come across right, right. that before and, and it was so it's not like they even understood the whole Steve's O oh, face, wow. which came up. Yeah, which, which yeah. came up. Well, that that was Kirsten's contribution from one of the blank cards yep. to to, oh. to his deck was the Steve's O face, and they picked. They actually figured out how the Jeff Goldblum's O face would work. Mm-hmm. So, I, my brain brain doesn't want to wrap around that at all. Yeah, a lot of pauses. Well, and it, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it a, it's a Taylor Professor Big special. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, he puts that under special skills on his resume, yeah. right? <laughs> on his acting resume? Got it. That'll get you jobs. Celebrity O-Face. Yes. Actually, probably a good time because uh, Professor Biggs will be here for next week. I... For the, I mean, for the, not, you, not for the show. You know what? I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's a party on the... Yes. 5th? The 5th. July 5th. 5th. Oh. Uh, Jan- July. January 5th. Millennium Fandom Bar. Star Trek The Experience 20th Anniversary. Get so together. Twentieth anniversary, kind of a reunion get together, but everyone is invited. Yes. Yeah. Anybody Whether you work there or a, not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody that was a fan, anybody that was a regular attendee, anybody that never got to go to the experience. It's a big Star Trek themed day at Millennium Fandom Bar. Um, I think we're up. They're opening up the banquet room too. Yes. In the back, so the, it'll be even bigger space. They to probably work will in. have to. Let's hope so. There will be props and costumes and all kinds of stuff from the experience on display. So if you're into Star Trek, Star Trek The Experience, want to revisit and hear stories from our amusement parks past, right? join us. What time does that start? Uh, I think it's 8. 8, eight o'clock. o'clock. Let me yeah. double check. 8 o'clock. I, Millennium Fandar. 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 Fandar, the barbarian. I am Fandar. <laughs> but if, if Biggs is there, we'll, we'll try and get him to do some O-Face. Some, yeah. some, oh, some, some wow. Like that's Ooh. committing him to that publicly, Andy. Yeah, that's, uh, not only that. Oh, like it's hard to get Steve to do an O-Face. We're come trying on. to get people to come, Andy. We don't. Hey, hey Steve. Who? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, we're bringing it up. <laughs> oh, come on, you faithful. <laughs> <laughs> So January 5th, that's a Friday night, right? That is a Friday, Friday night. January 5th, oh, I 7, thought you had 7 p.m. 7, 7 p.m. 7 so if, to 10. whenever. So <laughs> if you arrive at 8, you'll be, you know, casually uh, late. You casually know, late. Looking right. cool. If you arrive at 6, I'll play some games of 5-Minute Dungeon with you. Now that's... Is, now, it, fa- is it casually or fa- it's fashionably late, right? Fashionably. Yes, it's what casually, you know, it's I like whatever it. I casually want it to casual, be. Casual, fashionable, it's changed. I think we should start adding casual. Wow. Chargers heard of Every her? now and then I hit a word and it's wrong. I, th- I think yeah, we but add well, how's that different? I know yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's not just because <laughs> you you're your complaining tongue. about this now. Yeah, your, your tongue doesn't need this handicap. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> or shall I call it an handicap? Yeah, handicap. <laughs> As I told Barry, it's a beloved cartoon about spousal abuse and rugby. Crickets, 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 crickets. You actually went to an Andy Andy Cap comic joke. Yes. You know, Topical. <laughs> I almost bought you Andy Cap chips when you sent nice. us on the chip run. Nice. Just because. Yeah. Do you know there was a bar in town called Andy Caps for a while? I see. I do remember recall. that. I don't think I ever went, but me either. <laughs> Didn't seem like my kind of place. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> right. Top of the hour, they'd ring a bell and say, Hit your bitch. Yep. 
Oh. Yep, not the way I, I go to bars. Mm-hmm. No, not, not a first not date place. Not anymore. Honestly, it was a little rednecky. Color me surprise. surprise. <laughs> yeah. I think, Andy, that's a good country song. You have to write something. Also in the news, sky is blue, water <laughs> is <red> wet. <laughs> honestly, it's just a little bit redneck. I, I, I honestly walked into a bar in Columbus, Georgia, and on the jukebox was blasting, what the world needs now is a few more rednecks. I think you've told this story <laughs> yeah, before. Probably have. Probably. One of his many. He's probably not the only person who's told this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happened to many. Too many. I've continued the Mike Cole journey. Yes. I finished uh, Shadow Ops uh, Fortress. I've, I hate the names of his Fortress. books. <laughs> I hate the name of his books. So you have a criticism. So generic. The, the names are generic for such good stories. Fortress Front Frontier. That's it. Fortress Frontier. No, no, no. Shadow Ops Fortress Frontier. It is so good. That's book two of the uh, the Mike Cole series that I started. And you gave started us with a... Shadow Ops generic line. And you gave us a starter kit so we can all follow the journey with you. Yes, I bought a copy for each one of the gentlemen. I, I wrote to uh, Mike Cole. Here's a kind of a cool thing if you get into Mike Cole, and, and I'm not spilling anything because he's made this public. If you write to him, he will send you an autographed book plate to put into your book so that you can have an autographed copy of his book without having to travel to meet him if he doesn't go anywhere near to where you are to sign things. Very nice, very nice. So and just uh, just an email and a little exchange back and forth, and there it was. So, Mike Cole, you're super cool. I've started the third book as of today. Ah, cool. So that's the first trilogy will be finished when I'm finished with this book. In between book two and book three... Oh... I read a novella by John Scalzi. Don't even, don't even, we all heard it. Nobody what heard it. What just happened? Nobody there? heard it on air. I heard it way the fuck over here, and I'm the yeah. furthest away from you. <laughs> oh my all God. All right. I think we've, I think we're doing, let's all commemorate our last podcast we do ever after Casa Don Juan's, <laughs> or at least with Andy. We had Mexican before the show tonight. And, and Andy's being very Yankee about it. <laughs> it's going to turn into the scene from Blazing Saddles here pretty soon. But I read a, a novella from John Scalzi called The Dispatcher, which has a fantastically fun premise. It's a modern world, but something has happened that if you become, if you are murdered... You disappear and reappear back in your own bed. If you die of natural causes, you die. If you die because of an accident, you die, you know, or or medical or whatever it is. But if you are murdered, you disappear and you reappear in your own bed. Naked, your clothes are left behind. Do you remember it? And you remember it. Oh, my. You remember every moment of being killed. Yikes. most foul. So to deal with this issue... They have created dispatchers, and this is a, insurance companies uh, back these people, and the story is about a particular one, a very, very uh, uh, crime noir style book, by the way. It's a, it's a murder mystery when it comes down to it. But they have these dispatchers in hospitals so that if somebody is doing a exploratory procedure, looks like they're going to die of natural causes, the dispatcher is authorized to murder that person to save them from the uh, operation. Oh, um, dispatcher is in dispatch yes. the, the living. I got gotcha. you. Indeed. And rich people hire them in case uh, for uh, 
ever-increasing blood sports. It's a really neat world that Scalzi builds. And it's very short. It's about 100 pages. Hmm. What if you get murdered in your bed? Dang. That's a, that, is a, that is a question that gets answered that's Does it? a bit spoilery, so I don't okay. want to answer that question it's to John you. Scalzi. Nice. He's, he's a step ahead of you. He's two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that was a knee slapper right there, Kay. So it's it's fa- fairly inexpensive if you get it digitally. I don't know how much it costs physically because I'm sure it's probably small press, uh, being such a small novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you got a few bucks to spare and you don't have a lot of time to read and are in the mood for a good story, The Dispatcher by John Scalzi. It's really really good. I, I started it last night. I finished it this morning. Yeah, but you read it in like insane speed. I really don't. I do about fifty pages an hour, if that. That's Every week I come in here, and you're like, I read five Bibles today, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't even like the Bible. <laughs> you're just like, you know, I read his collective work of this this author today and this week. Like anything else, if you enjoy, you just devote time to I it. know. I, I read before work. I read before bed. That's about two hours of reading a day. Ask him how many hockey games you watched. How many? How, Me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Me, yeah. Why am I asking him how many hockey games you watched? You've watched a shitload of hockey games. You like hockey. Yeah, but lot- why ask Torgo? Yeah, I'm, I'm I trying to understand. Why, why, why do you want to know about... God damn I didn't it. Watch, just, I, just for the record, I didn't watch any hockey games. See? People. If somebody <laughs> could, did I. Somebody could write in and explain what Andy's asking <laughs> that he appreciated. <laughs> I know what you're going for, but he didn't get there. <laughs> but Anyways. I'm, I'm super excited because I'm at the end of this trilogy... But I know I have the prequel trilogy to read through after yep. that. I'll start with like Gemini Squad or whatever. But in February is the beginning of Mike Cole's fantasy series. Armored yep. Saint is the first book of that series. Mm-hmm. Why in February? That's when you start reading or is something coming out? No, that's when it comes out. Okay. So it's a whole new series starting. That's his secret to reading a lot. He plans ahead. Mm. There is that. And I, I have pl- <laughs> I have planned another ahead a knee slapper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just killing it with Matt. Mm. <laughs> That's what I did. An audience of Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I did play a lot of uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. How was that that one from the first one? Better? Worse? It's better in some ways and worse in other ones. Did they take it all like the the metagaming with the orcs kind of? That's where they went. They did really well. There's this whole nemesis system within the game, this whole AI of generating these org bosses that you run into. Mm-hmm. And every time you run into them, how it plays out, whether they kill you, you kill them, they run away, you run away. The game remembers that, and the orcs all have their own personalities to begin with. Mm-hmm. Some love, there's one that loves maggots, and there's maggots crawling all over them, and then it's always referring to them. And again, this is not... Oh, that old saw. Yeah. Uh, I have one that only speaks in verse, one that carries around a loot, one that's got a face half melted from probably some acid or something. But each one of these orcs have a personality, but they're not individually programmed into the game. It's part of an AI algorithm that's put together. And when you encounter these orcs, it remembers what happens in the last encounter. Because your character can... When he dies, he comes back to life, as is a lot of open-world games are these days. So when they run into you again, they're very confused as they run into you again, like, oh, I killed you. How could you be alive? I killed you! And, you know, that whole thing. 
<clears throat> or they might just run away because they think you're a ghost. It, you, the AI in this is so much fun. And so much fun that the main story is crap. Yeah. The, 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 the main story, you have to go through about six hours of the main story to open up the whole strategic game, which is a whole game of taking over some of these orcs' minds to create an army and taking over castles and then holding those castles from Siege from Mordor. So it's more of an action strategy game in that regard, in the meta game. But there's also the story that you have to go through involving Sheila that can somehow now turn into a beautiful brunette woman for some reason, which is really confusing. Yeah, that's weird. I remember the first one, uh, what was really neat is each orc, like general dude or whatever, the guys that you're talking about, you fight, they had their own theme song, which was cool. Yes. Like you walk out, it's like, it's like the theme song. I can't do it, but I mean, it's just... Little things like that make games special. Definitely. This game is worthwhile for the Nemesis system. If you can find it at a decent price, I recommend it for that. It seems like something that after another, I don't know, 20 or 30 hours might get old. But so far, I've probably put in about 10 hours, and it's still really exciting. I go off chasing orcs and making new enemies. It's so much fun. But again, I ignore the story quest at this point because I just don't care. But I'll play it till I sound bored with it and I send it back. I will say there, there's that whole loot box system that everyone's railing against. Uh, you don't need it for this game. Mm. There's, there's no reason to use it. Almost all, whenever you kill an orc war chief of some sort, they drop loot, and that's all you need for the game. And they continuously drop more and better loot as time goes on. Because didn't you say the 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 pre or the predecessor to this game had you had almost had to loot box? They didn't have to, loot to... boxes. They had where you basically paid for better, more progression, okay. fa- faster uh, progression. Yeah, that sucks. So it the last game it felt like it was slowing you down to get you to pay for faster progression. Okay, I guess. And that's what I didn't. Like I remember you were not pleased with the game yeah. you were you put it down after a short period of yeah, time this one although they do have the option to in to pay to increase your experience points gain it, it, it's terrible but it's ultimately unnecessary and un- unlike star wars battlefield it doesn't feel like you need it then again i haven't hit the end game part where i'm holding castles yet and i hear that that's where a lot of that loot box stuff comes into play so they're they're looking forward to the long game on that. Hmm. So Which that when I see that, I that might anger me, but not yet. PS4, right? It's uh, for the main big system. I know it's for PS4. I don't know if it's on Xbox. I think it says PS4. Uh, it's just PS4 exclusive. So. Yeah. Oh, then well, I'm playing it on PS4, so I can at least promise well, that much. You mentioned the Nemesis system is not on the Xbox version of well, the Xbox Shadow. 360 version. So yeah, there's uh, so they at least came out for the... Oh, I see, right. Yeah, the 360 couldn't handle the AI of doing that. Mm. And, Boy. And that's the key, and that's <sighs> that's the original game. Now even my console's out of date. For for a while now. And you just missed wow. the $150 Xbox One sale, I think, over the week. Yeah, just pull that right out of your pocket, yeah, man. Yeah, 150 <laughs> from zero is still a negative <laughs> integer, Jeff. It's, uh, you know what? The zombies not, are still there for us. The zombies are missing, still there for you're us. You're not missing much about AAA gaming and all that. It's just I just want this Nemesis system game. Well, actually. that's cool, but... Well, for <laughs> this is of, cool. For, for every one of those, there's 10 titles that just piss you the fuck off. So... <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't get pissed like you do. I'm a right. man with simple needs, Matt. And and Give I don't me a horde of zombies, and I'm good. And I don't go all in on this whole 
AAA gaming is terrible. I think there's a lot of good, fun AAA games that I've played over the last couple of years. Oh. I, I'm looking forward to playing this new Assassin's Creed that came out back in November. Right. Uh, oh, I, I want to fight some Egyptian gods. I'm, I'm, I'm down for this. That's on sale right now, too. Right? Yeah. So, I... You're just a sale I, man I, today, I, huh? I definitely understand. Dude, I read all of the sale ads. I didn't go out shopping, but I read like all of the, the day after Christmas sale ads. There's like, a lot. That'd of be nice. Stuff. Yeah. Twenty percent off. I could find better. Flip. Ooh, one hundred fifty dollar <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> K would like this. Flip. <laughs> Something like that. I don't like what some of the the games are doing, where this whole loot box thing, box thing, and trying to squeeze money out of these little gambling of aspects. Not. Stuff that should be left behind in mobile gaming. But aside from that, yeah, AAA games overall, aside from a few nasty hiccups that are getting well called out, I think overall it's pretty good. Well, speaking of orcs, Andy and I have created a new Christmas tradition. Oh, I like it. We watched Bright. (laughs) Wait, wait, that's a new Christmas tradition. Yeah, well, we watched it on Christmas, so. So that's official. Don't, Don't spoil, I haven't yet seen it. Okay, so I guess that's it. So yeah, there's Will Smith, it. and he stars in this movie very, that's on Netflix, right? Yes. And he's very, very bright. <laughs> he's very bright. Oh, he's bright. Okay. His mom keeps showing up and goes, "Honey, you're so bright." And then she like, walk off. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "I'm sending it to your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." Yeah. <laughs> and then walks away. Right. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear uh, what you thought of Bright. I haven't seen it, but I'm curious as what you thought. Enjoyed it. It is not. Quite alienation fantasy. It's actually got a. I don't know, Andy. You, would you call it a a twist? Kind of. I mean, unlike alienation, where they arrive, they've yeah. always been here. They talk yeah. about things that happened thousands of years in the past, but they don't explain anything. Nothing is explained. They they occasionally drop little hints, and you figure out. Oh, okay. Those people are in charge. Oh, okay. That, so it's really weird because it's. The, the basic feel, it takes place in... L.A. You know, Hollywood, modern L.A., you know, uh, type of uh, setting. Right. But there Be- is... Beverly Hills is full of goddamn elves. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Those rich I'm, elves. You know, so, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. actually. So, it's interesting. Joel Edgerton plays the orc. Uh, he's really good. He's pretty... And... Uh, Very nuanced orc. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Andy said this, and I agree with him. Their interpretation of orcs is cool. We like that, and it's 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 uh, it's all makeup. Standard like battle axe wielding, charge into the fray, go bloodthirsty, and then go that on. type of orc. Well, n- uh, more like gangbanger, um, underclass. Oh, okay. Because so, like it, it's not Mexican a big spoiler, but <laughs> apparently the orcs. Uh, God blame Canada. God damn it. Uh, so the orcs. Like not Chola, but like an orco? No, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm, trying to wor- I'm trying to fit the word orc and Cholo together. Oh, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Beyond the inherent racism, however. The views uh, expressed by Maple Leaf yeah. do not necessarily reflect those. No, really, the really they cast. do use the orcs as a stand-in for uh, a, you know, uh, an underclass that have been here forever. And we've, you know, the, 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 orc, the orc cop is the first orc cop. And that's like a big deal. 
So okay. that's yeah. So. And uh, I don't think it's a it's a spoiler. They've been partners for a while. It this doesn't start off with the whole captain. I don't want to blah 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 blah. Good. That that's all in the past, and that's actually a good choice. So that's probably where they're getting that whole alienation. At least the TV show uh, versus the movie. That because they've been friend cop buddies for a while. The alien, right? And the, in the TV f- show, yeah, yeah they've been partner the cops. I wouldn't say friend cops. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. I do like uh, like I said, I like the interpretation of orcs. It's an interesting world. There was a lot in there. I'm like oh, Jesus. Uh, it, one of my criticisms, I said this to you, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it moves too fast. It's like you know what. There's Series? actually like an eight. There's like eight episodes here, and it's moving. Re- and it's it's so funny because now I'm used to the series binging on Netflix. Right. That I'm used to them taking their time. So when you see a movie that basically is playing out a similar story, but in a two-hour movie rather than you know eight to ten episodes, it's sort of like wow, this is moving fast. They're not, you know, they're not taking their time on this at all. Do you get the feeling they're feeling out a series based on this? Well, a sequel, I think they're doing a movie because yeah, there's a, there's they're, a, they're a, doing a series of movies. Oh, the sequel's they, already been mm-hmm. already been approved. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be coming. So, it's a rich universe though and they yeah. they do not feel the need to explain everything, which no, is cool. No, which is which is nice. I mean, it leaves you wanting more. Uh it's it's there's nothing about it where you're like, well, I'm lost. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. So, I mean, you know, everything that has to be explained is explained. And whatever isn't, you're like, well, hopefully that's the next movie. And it's one of those things where the background, the backstory of the setting, the world building is interesting enough. You could do prequel movies and you could actually have something cool there. You could actually do an interesting movie dealing with... Because the orcs were... They lost 1,000 years ago. I think 2,000. 2,000 years ago. Um, the orcs lost and and became became the underclass. And so, you know, right there, you could have interesting... Uh, lost interesting. to who? The humans and... Mm-hmm. Okay. The humans and elves and... So what are the humans in it? Just regular? Yeah. Like totally, that. totally. That's one of the things that'll throw you, because is it you know? And for me, thinking thinking kind of science fictionally, my mind instantly goes because uh, like Will Smith has a joke. It, you've seen it in a trailer. He lives right next to a bunch of gangbangers, humans, and he's like, "Y'all just keep doing your gangbanging thing. I'm just trying to sell my house." And um, he says that right after he beats a fairy to death. Yes, though. exactly. Well, I wasn't. Oh wow! Wow! wow. It's right, in the trailer. Fine. <laughs> it's in the trailer. <laughs> but it's like my brain goes to, okay, how did that evolve? Where did that come from that this world has stereotypical gangbangers when you've already got the orc subculture and underclass and, you know, stuff like that? It, um, but my, my impression was the, the, the orcs were a more recent migration. Yeah, the orcs had moved to at the least States. for LA. For there, LA, there yeah. is that one line that one guy makes, but they're still around elsewhere. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, but it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not a question for, that throws you off. It's not yeah. a question that makes no, you no, no, no. That's it. yeah, that's what I'm saying is, you know, you don't sit there and go, okay, well, this has lost me and I can't understand this. It it answers just enough to keep its story going. I think mm-hmm. so. 
I look forward Bright. to seeing it. Yeah. Right. Go see it. Yeah, it's a, it's a at two, home. Uh, two hours well spent. <laughs> at home on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. It's just a movie. I thought it was a series. Then I was like, well, I guess Will Smith isn't ready to do series again yet. <laughs> and Will Smith, by the way, is finally looking like he's getting old for this shit. Oh, yeah? He's actually showing him age, finally. Sheesh. He no longer looks like he's 28, like he's looked like right. for the last 40 years. Although, in this movie, he actually talks about retiring soon, sure. so it's sort of like maybe they're helping him look that way. But, yeah, he it's the first time I'm like, oh, he got some, there's a, there are a couple lines on the face there. Well, wow. Anything else you do, gentlemen? Uh, of course, watch the Doctor Who Christmas special. Oh, How was it this year? It was awesome. Uh, it was Peter Capaldi's final performance as the 12th slash 13th Doctor, depending on Spoilers, who sweetie. you talk to. Well, that's that's a given for this show. I was going to say, if you don't know that by now, then you, know, you probably won't ever know. Really good wrap-up for his Doctor. Um, it's a really good story. Some very tear-jerking moments in there, too, for the ending of his particular run and for the actual character of the Doctor as well. And, of course, leading into the regeneration of the new Doctor, who is a woman. Was that revealed in this? It was at the very, literally, just like they did with like David Tennant and Matt Smith. It's literally right at the end. It has the regeneration and things go into chaos, just like with all the other regenerations, and then they end the episode. So you're just like, now I have to wait like three or four months until the series starts back up again to find out what's going on. So, but yeah, excellent, excellent, well written episode. Um, Hitch in the feels, like I said, a couple places, and uh, I definitely recommend it if you've been keeping up with it. As the good who's do. Yeah. Whovians. I'm still waiting to catch up on the Capaldi stuff. I've only seen one episode. I'm still catching up on the Smith stuff. It was kind of interesting. They they like they blocked two hours for this. The first hour and a half is the actual episode, and then the last half hour is kind of like a tribute to ah. Capaldi's run. It's funny. Stephen Moffat, who is the producer during his run, talks about how a lot of the controversy with that character were like, well, just he didn't seem like the doctor for quite a while. And he said that was intentional. You know, it wasn't until this particular episode and about halfway through that you finally see that he's decided to be, quote unquote, the doctor again and do what he's doing. Hmm. You know, do, do what he's always done and, you know, save the day, et cetera. I, I will say this. I want to get back into who. Did he and, I, and I have to catch up to get to him. Right. But Capaldi strikes me as a doctor I would like a hell yeah. of a lot. He's he's very... It, it took a little bit to get used to it because he's he starts off as very kind of grumpy. like, And it kind of That's makes sense want. because... I want grumpy who? You know, Smith's doctor was... Who's Don and Whoville? What grumpy, they say. <laughs> if you get into the, you know, the background of the character, Smith's run of the doctor should have been the last regeneration. And he was all set and content with the fact that his time in the universe was over and regenerates. And now it's like, when does it end? You know, when am I going to be allowed to stop? Which even comes back up in this episode, right. you know. Just when, like when Buffy yeah. was brought back to life, man. Yeah, mm. yeah very similar. Now, that's, so. a, that's a nice touch there for the woman doctor. Yeah. Because you have Capaldi, who's basically, I'm over this, fuck it, enough is enough. And then a regeneration comes along where he's a different gender. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
so obviously I haven't done everything you could possibly do. Right. So well, things are. This is still a little interesting. That's like the a lot. That's a lot of the keys to this episode. Is yeah. you know the story driving whether he should go ahead and regenerate or not, and it's his decision. Blah 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 blah. And I'm trying to not to give too much away to anybody that's not seen it yet. That he kind of accepts the fact that it's going to happen at the end. So when he does regenerate and sees now herself in the reflection on one of the panels of the TARDIS, the does, line that she utters she is say, really is really say, nice. Who boy? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say wow. that, that would be if I told you what she said it'd be a spoiler, but it it what definitely, a rack. De- I definitely like Who Boy. <laughs> I like I like Todd's version. Definitely, I'm never gonna leave the TARDIS. Definitely goes on goes with the underlying personality of the character throughout its entire run. Nice, because everyone's a little bit different, but there's a certain underlying personality trait that each actor and actress now builds upon. The Capaldi do one season or two. Four. Four. Yeah. They did four. They did four, really. Yeah. Wow. Time flies, Andy. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they don't run on Netflix well, anymore. Th- yeah. it, this was yeah. his fifth season, if I recall, but you have to also remember they took almost the entire last year off. What's BBC to- doing? Their own streaming service? Probably. No, oh, yeah, they are. They actually. do yeah. have it's a not, streaming service. But right. But there's also Acorn and BritBox, and I don't know which one has it. Yeah. One of the two has it. Yeah. Anything else to do, gents? Uh, saw Last Jedi again. Awesome. How many is that? And two. How'd you think the How'd you think about it the second time? I I two two was with Professor or yeah. that was three. Um, I don't know. Have, have I lost, <laughs> have count? lost count? Have I gotten okay. confused? I don't know. I was I, for some reason I was thinking that was the third time you'd seen it. But. Yeah, I haven't seen it three yet. I want to. Um, things are getting a little complicated though, but it, it, yeah, I just get more and more befuddled by the hate, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, That's and it, as, especially, and actually I don't even care that pe- people hate the movie, Sure, but the people expressing contempt for people liking it is blowing my mind. Yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's the only real issue I have with this whole, I hesitate to say, you know drama but you know it's because it is the more and more this goes on you realize that it is a very 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 small percentage of people that that disliked this movie but but yeah but we know some of them yeah (laughs) that's true we do know some of them and but you know i mean uh we i got into it with somebody on the internet because they they talked about this well then you already lost they they saw (laughs) well i didn't get super into it we were both on a thread and she made a comment about uh there's a stockholm syndrome effect of you're being fed by a franchise for so long that you accept whatever they give you and the the, to dislike it is 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 something terrible and therefore you find reasons to like and it's like that is such bullshit. I'm not searching for reasons to like this movie. No, I'm liking the hell out of it, and I, I'm and I think uh, some as I watch it more, you know, as I watched it a second time and think about it more, I'm liking it for a lot of the reasons that these people are hating it because I, it is in many ways. There was one article I shared on Facebook that said it's a deconstruction. It really so, is, and it, it's so cool because after Force Awakens. 
which was basically, as Movies with Mikey explained so wonderfully, a reset button, you know, showing us, okay, this is Star Wars, getting it back to where it, sh- it should be. Then comes this movie, which says, okay, now that we got Star Wars back to where it should be, let's take all that apart. But not, you know, destroy it, just take it apart. Yep. So so they can rebuild it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's uh, it's a destruction of classic tropes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean some people oppose it at posited? Posited. How Jeff how's Posited? That pronounced? What's that? Say again. See? Wow. That's how he doesn't wow. That's how he doesn't know my God damn. Are you trying to say Is posit? It posit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some people have posited that uh, this is kind of opening up not just it's no longer about the skywalkers yes leia and luke Mm -hmm. but it's it's not even necessarily about the force and about jedi i mean this is the last jedi ray and kylo but this helps open up the universe in general for the other movies that they're thinking of well that's that's one of the biggest arguments i ever heard with star wars in general was that it's awesome but there's so many other species and characters that are available to be used in this universe. Why are we focusing all the time on this small select group of people when there are other stories to be told? Because this group of people can't get to where they are without all this other, which is why I really liked Rogue One. It's like, so you know that something big had to happen for the first Star Wars movie to have happened. So... Here's a side story well, and that they, helps build out this universe. It makes it, it fleshes it out more. And it, it's also Rogue One is it's it has the Force in it. Yes, because you got you got you know, Chirrut. I'm but, one with the Force. The Force is with me. But it's not about the Force. Right. It's not about anybody becoming a Jedi. Yes. Um. So and that's one of the things I liked about Rogue sure. One. Because it's it's you know every. It, it, the grunt it, story, the regular get, soldier story. Yeah, that's yeah, what I wanted. Yeah. yeah, and you get tedious. It was like it's always about getting your first lightsaber. Yeah, and and it's yeah the, all, the story of all these people that have willingly sacrificed themselves so that the rebellion can continue and, and you know not just be forgotten. Right. So that that's why I liked it a lot. You know, and the kid, um, uh, with the the broom. Yeah. You, uh, I, w- I was like, oh my god, did I just uh, spoiler alert? But I think I think we're safe. That's now. good. Yeah, that's a the, good way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the kid with the broom, it's like that shows you that it also might very well you might have four stories that don't talk about Jedi, but people with force. Because one of the cool things, dare I say it, that came you know out of Phantom Menace is when Qui Gon was talking to. Shmi uh, Skywalker and he's like does he seem like to see things before they happen have really fast and he's like listing off these things that don't overtly seem like super fantastic magical powers but just sounds like is he really good at these things and it'd be kind of cool if they explored force using from that context so you know oh he uses the force to be a great pilot it's really the only way he uses the force. But boy, oh boy, is he a fucking great pilot? You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with this. Yeah, I mean, so. it's ultimately, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. I can understand it. You're entitled to your opinion. But attacking those that do like it 
for the reasons that they like it is not acceptable. I would say the only problem that I have with some of the haters, I mean, most of them that aren't like attacking people, they have their valid reasons. I don't necessarily agree with them, but they have their valid reasons for liking it. Then there are some of these ridiculous reasons why they hate the movie. That's what gets my dander up. That 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 gets under my skin. But again, if you don't like it, you are entitled to your own opinion on it. That's fine. Just please stop attacking people for for liking it and stop calling them brainwashed hordes of Disney files that just wanna <laughs> just wanna follow along with the crowd. That's 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 Hardly not fair. We've had our fill of alt nerds. Yeah. <laughs> alt nerds. Oh my god. Now now you you like porgs, right? Love them. Okay. Is, is there something specific? Because that's something. I'm not. Porgs, I don't porgs, hate porgs. porgs. Mm-hmm. It's not like I resent them being there. But one of the things I liked about it is that it was, it was. Background, kind of, it's background noise. Exactly, and it was sort of like it. That that was a nice touch and made them totally and completely interesting and a little bearable to me. Mm-hmm. But I, there are people who are just fucking excited about porgs, and I'm like. Where the hell is that coming from? It's marketing. It's com- it's, yeah, it's coming from their absolute cute factor. It, yeah. it, it, it's all in their design. It's, it's like uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Um, you know the comic? Uh, which one? Usagi Ojimbo <laughs> with, the, with the samurai rabbit. Yes, you don't. It's uh, not it's really. The East, very Eastman and Laird era. Yeah, Sansakai is the artist. But I mean, in, in the background of there, there's these lizards that run around. They don't explain them. They're just part of the the world, you know. And then and they're there, right? Yeah. No, they're to me. They are. If you took a puffin and an otter and smashed them together, that's oh, what a that's is. why. That's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. otter ass. Otter angle. Okay, yeah. fine. I don't think either the puffin or the otter would like being smashed <laughs> together. See, I was thinking penguin, penguin and otter. They're potters. Ah. I like that one better. Is that a knee slapper? And they're hairy. No, but I yes. like that one. <laughs> exactly. That's the otter coming through. Mm. So the Harry Potters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have hairy feathers. Hairy feathers. Hairy feathers. Yeah. I love that series. Yeah. The Apterix. But yeah, it, you know, I just, I enjoy the movie. I'm, I'm. Wait, where is the Porg? <gasps> In their proper places. Got it. Got it. It's over your head. <laughs> the porg is behind you. Uh, Always like watching. Yeah. And over your left shoulder. Yep. Mm. They're everywhere. And Commander K, thank you for giving me a video clip I could put on Shock Monkey's Lair that wasn't full of racial epithets. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's like, um, okay. What? <laughs> Although. <laughs> Uh, now, this is the end of the year episode. When we do our next episode, it will be a brand new year. So I've asked the gentleman. A brand new year. What gentleman? Good point. What two, <laughs> these two questions. First of all, what did you like about 2017? I know. There's plenty to hate. I get it, of course. But there are also, especially in geekdom, things to enjoy. So, gentlemen, what what was good about 2017 for you? Movies. Gosh, yeah. yeah. yeah Holy crap. Movies. movies. I mean, Andy was running down the list earlier, and it was really funny because there's been so much good out, you forget 
some of the earlier stuff. He's like, holy crap, Logan was this year? Yep. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it was. Jesus. Uh, and that movie was so good. It's it's difficult for me to try to go watch it again, especially because Stewart's performance in that. Sorry, Kirsten. Stewart's performance in that was just so, so perfect mm-hmm. that... You know, and given, so different from given, I mean, yeah. so different from what he'd done with it before. Yes, and yet still very much the character. Right. It's yeah, it's totally that character. And and then given my own family history with right. dealing with you know my mother and her Alzheimer's dementia, and you know, and my experience with her decline in memory, and then seeing that perfectly portrayed by the amazing actor mm-hmm. that Patrick Stewart is. It's difficult to watch it. It was difficult it's to rough. watch it the first time. Yeah. It's difficult to go back and watch it again. Now, I have gone back and watched it, and it is just as tough the second time, but it is just everyone in that film. It, literally, if it weren't a comic book movie, I guarantee you all of those actors would have Oscar nominations. And sadly, you know, yeah. we're still in that era where comic book movies are not. High art. High art enough to be <laughs> nominated for anything other than effects and makeup effects. Well, we don't mean categories. They don't do those yet. They don't do the Oscar nominations until after the end of the year, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying it's not going to happen. I think he's oh, right. I, I'd love just to see it. History, yeah, history yeah. has told me that this is something that won't mm, happen. There's also been a couple Oscar baits anyways this right. year, mm. too. Yeah, there's all, all the oh, For Your Consideration is. films have already gone out. There always is. But Stewart. Stewart's performance, Daphne Keene, holy yeah. shit, was she good? Jesus, I That's, was astounded. Uh, right? Hmm? That's twenty-three. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I see a kid who can really act beyond just just being cute and being a kid, it always impresses me. And, Dude, her and, facial expressions don't even have to have any lines; just the facial oh, yeah. expressions. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. So I um, and that's just one of yeah <laughs> thirty or forty good movies yeah, that came yeah. out. This Shoot, year. Uh, another one th- that I really liked that uh, I was surprised that I liked as much was The Founder with oh, wow, Michael, yeah. Kitten, mm-hmm. Michael Kitten. I love Michael, Michael Kitten. Keaton. Michael <laughs> Kitten is my favorite kid. Oh, Michael Kitten. Michael, Michael Kitten. Keaton. I, I, the Dark I Cat that. Returns. That's my favorite Instagram channel. Michael Keaton as uh, Ray Kroc, the founder of the modern McDonald's franchise. That's why I don't like to say the founder of McDonald's because he didn't really start McDonald's. Well, I screwed him out of it. In fact, yeah. And I was, I think part of the reason I liked it is because they weren't shy about showing in the film just how badly the McDonald's brothers got screwed over mm-hmm. in the end. Because I remember when I worked for them, there's like no mention of the McDonald's brothers in any of the training material. I mean, there's a slight mention about them founding the first McDonald's in California, and that's it. Yeah. You have nothing else. But you hear a lot of Ray Kroc. So, so you hear, yeah, and 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 Ray Kroc was God no. to a lot of people that I worked with that had been in the business for decades when I started. Mark Doffo didn't write a song about the McDonald's brothers. No, just a very insightful and very very well done film that was another one that came. oh uh, atomic blonde i liked a lot too i don't uh, know if everybody one of the ones i missed saw this yeah one. i missed that definitely go back and see that because it has it captures kind of the feel of an 80s action film but it still has serious acting chops and 
amazing fight choreography. It takes place in the seventies, right? Or sixties. It takes it takes place in the eighties. Eighties. Oh, okay. At a time that it, basically it takes place right before the fall of the Berlin Wall. A lot of it is based on stuff that happened in history. Like you have operatives from both sides operating in and out of both East and West Berlin, kind of like the borderline dirty dealings that many of these agents would do in order to get the info that they wanted and then and then get it back to their superiors and how subversive even some of the higher-ups that you report to are in order to make sure that your espionage is not discovered and so it's 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 a really it's a really neat film and Charlize Theron does a lot of her own fight sequences in this film uh, so if you remember her talking about it on the radio and she was talking about how much it was on satellite radio that she was talking about how much choreography went into all these fight sequences and how because of the way the camera was close up on a lot of the actors that were going through these fight sequences, they couldn't really just sub out the stunt double for her and then put them back in because there were a lot of um, cases of single shots where there's just no oh. cuts. From a film lover standpoint, that was amazing too. Soundtrack is awesome. Definitely one, if you missed it, go out and see it. Didn't Wonder Woman come out this year? Yes, Wonder it did. Woman no, came too. out this year. Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Guardians yep. of the Galaxy Volume 2. Which was the the going to be the big Marvel movie, right? I went into that and I was astounded by it. Yeah. Loved it. Was amazed. Thor Ragnarok is an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then that fucking came in and is like, holy shit balls. Yep. John Wick Volume 2 was out this oh, year. Oh, yeah, I That saw. was so... Talk about excellent fight choreography yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Fight choreography Go and gun choreography. John Go see John Ghost Wick. Ghost in the movie. Shell, which I didn't see, but... Didn't see it. I did see that. Uh, Kong Island, uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, great movie Which was the entertaining. Theaters. Great movie in the Entertaining. Theaters. I enjoyed that. Pirates of the Caribbean movie that nobody saw. Yeah, I uh, know, right? Along with the Baywatch movie nobody saw. Alien Covenant, which everyone hated. Um, no, that's supposed to be what you liked about I know, I know, 2017. I know. What well, doing? stop Sorry. with the hate. I, oh, say, I, I didn't right see now it. that I want to see that's a downsize. We're, we're back to Paul oh. reading the internet. No, no, Captain <laughs> Un- Captain Underpants. The Captain Underpants movie was oh, pretty okay. good too. <laughs> um, it was out this year too, and that was oh, it yeah. was really good. Yes, yes, yes. Surprised a lot of people. I mean, hell, it surprised the box office. Not Torgo. We knew it was going to be good. <laughs> see. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah. Uh, no, no. Kingsman: The Golden Circle, which is still a lot haven't of fun. seen that. I was going to go see that today, and I ran out of time. Well, 2017 was the year that I read Gunslinger all the way up oh, through oh my gosh, the Dark Tower, right. the entire run of the Dark Tower series. Climax in a beautiful movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, which ended uh, into a fan fascinating little picture that was not so fascinating. But the book ride was more than worth it. This was also the year, of course, that uh, I discovered Mike Cole. Mm-hmm. So that's this is the year Mike Cole. Also the year that I discovered Josh Mallerman. He's the guy that wrote Bird Box. I look forward to reading more of his work. So reading-wise, those are probably the, the, the big highlights. Mm-hmm. Matt's mystified by the little hearts that pop around I you know. when you mention Mike Cole. It's like Mike Deadpool. It's true. It, I've got a full-on man crush. And, of course, the year that Star Wars went in a direction that I kind of wanted to go in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. It's neat. It's wacky. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, Adam Driver is six foot three? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, somebody did a, 
a joke thing because like Meme Oscar comparison. Isaac. John Boyega, they're all those guys are all like below five, five six, ten. five seven, yeah. yeah, five nine. I think is Oscar Isaac, and then uh, Driver is six three. Uh, Gwendolyn, Captain Phasma, mm-hmm. six three. So it's like uh, nobody points out Andy Serkis's height, but uh-huh. you know, so it's sort of like being tall puts you on the dark side. Mm-hmm. Was oh, that the key? Yeah, that's what it's they been. Said this apparently, whole time. you have yeah, the, the the joke was apparently you have to be above six foot to be on. Yeah, the dark you have side. to you have to be this tall to be on the dark right. side. And then yeah. and then somebody <laughs> pops in the meme at the bottom or pops in a comment at the bottom and says Hayden Christensen six foot oh. <laughs> and then and there's a picture of uh, um, Carrie Fisher from the first movie in the in the prison cell. He goes, well, that makes this make a lot more sense. And it's, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. It's cute. It's all coming together. Yeah, now. it all, it just like started a chain of, yeah. a jokey joke. Yeah. But I was just, because I'm like, six, th- Jesus, that's, I I didn't, I mean, he, he. I think he did a good imposing presence as Kylo Ren. But I, I never no, saw a super tall no, dude. I, no, yeah. no, no, never got that Speaking impression. Speaking of Adam Driver, go, or not go, what's it, but um, Baby Driver. Baby Driver was with his year. <laughs> Adam Driver, Baby Driver. Adam, guys, it, no, Adam in Baby it. Driver. He's in it. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. No, he's not. What? Isn't he? No. Who, who plays Ren? Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Who plays Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren is Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Adam Driver is in Baby Driver. No, he's what, not. What hood does he play? He's one of the one of the bad guys. No, he's not. Oh, we're going to get this show right. here really soon. Jeff's on the Move case. Move on. 80s is on it. We'll keep talking about other stuff. Any, uh, anything else that stood out for 2017 for you besides movies? And- Dude, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, well, let's go. Hey, I get it. Also got a great TV too. If we're gonna I mean, was, I mean, the the Punisher was this year. Well, he's not on the Adam Driver. The <laughs> he's not on the Baby Driver page for one of the actors listed. Uh, so, mm-hmm. well, so Andy, I'll have to fact check. Yeah, he's got Jeff fact checking Andy. But sure, TV, uh, The Magicians uh, Season 2 was really good. And that was way like, back at the beginning of the year. We can't like Baby Driver anymore. Just remember that. Why? Because of Kevin Spacey? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, boy, uh, Matt has been... Yes. That's... <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's a bad thing of 2017. My favorite actor it, it, turned it, out I to mean, be... And, and Matt's just shattered by, by all of creep. that. Anyways. <laughs> um... What was what was I? Yeah, they were talking TV there. TV, yeah. Punisher. Ooh. Were you maybe thinking of Logan Lucky? Uh, no. Because <laughs> Adam Driver was in that one. Yeah. And they're both car driving movies, so maybe that's what you're thinking. And uh, I think it's just because the movie was called Baby Driver, and that just sort of <laughs> oh look, sank it's, a, in there. it's an adorable young Adam Driver. <laughs> How cute. <laughs> All right, it's getting tough. I'm it enjoying is. comics. I'm still enjoying uh, Jason Aaron's Thor Girl, Jane Foster Thor uh, run. That's uh, that's still going strong. The art is great. I wish I knew the artist's name. And uh, the writing, I think, is pretty strong on it. So I've been enjoying that. That's really like the, the one Marvel comic I've really stuck it out with reading. Wow, everyone's looking at me. Watch. Yeah, oh, watch. Uh, seriously. I'm, no, I, I, I'm, I'm wrong, but I think it's a Berenstain Bears thing, man. What? He thinks it's a Stain Bears thing. If you aren't watching Happy... I'm in a, di- I'm a different universe than you fuckers. <laughs> happy. How if is If you it? aren't watching Happy on Sci-Fi, you need to be. 
It is delightfully wacky, yet still serious enough that you're just like, this is kind of creepy and scary. At the same time, it's making you just realize what kind of a crazy person Grant Morrison is. Mm. Because, god damn, like one of the very first scenes in there is the the uh, character uh, Sachs, who's the former cop, he's now a hitman. Is he's in a bathroom and he's like got his head leaning up against the mirror, and very realistically pulls his gun out and literally blows his brains out, and then it goes into this whole wacky dance sequence where blood is continuing to flow from his head, but he's disco dancing in this seventies era disco outfit wearing people come in, and then you realize that it's just him is still in his head going. I hate my life and I want to mm. die, but walks out of the restroom and goes back to drinking at the bar. Sounds like Grant Morrison uh, to it's, me. It's, mm. it's in, uh, stuff it? like that that happened throughout the series, and that's even before the imaginary character of Happy comes into wow. play. And from there, it's, it takes off. And they're only three episodes in. Wow! Right now, and I'm I'm totally sold on this. Did this Legion show. come out this year? Was that Legion a, was out this yeah. year on FX? The Gifted, um, Star Trek Discovery, and Star Trek Discovery uh, and, was and the really better. Good. Star Trek uh, the uh, the Orville, the Orville, yeah. Both excellent entries, different enough that they both deserve mentioning. On a and a more personal Geek Shock note, the Geek Shock Book Club hit 100 members this mm. past week, so. That continues to grow. Mm. And speaking of the book club, uh, tomorrow I'll be, or when you hear this, the poll will probably be up for the book for January. So the we'll poll be voting. Will be up. We'll be, yeah, it always is, baby. It always is. And That's we'll not be. What I heard. And we'll be. Ouch. Wow. 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 Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Who you been talking to? Who you been talking to? The walls are thin at the Geek Shock's <laughs> lair. Jeez. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> So you vote on January's book yeah. is what I'm saying. Hey, I, I something I really liked this year, getting my eyesight back. That was pretty <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that, was, that was a good thing. That was pretty wonderful. Uh, another thing, I lose my Quado this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was, good. Yeah. Free Mar- Hooray for modern science. Targo. And Jeff comes along and just... Takes out a butcher knife. Hey man, when you don't have insurance, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, that's true. All right. So. Watch, one of my favorite things was oh. watching Torgo on his uh, K trip at the hospital. at, oh, the, that's at the, right. the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my ketamine trip. Ketamine. Sorry, we missed that. No, yeah. oh, that's uh, you're right. That was one of my favorite things. in 2017. Sadly, trip myself and myself, a doctor and two nurses, the only ones that got to witness any of this. You know, everybody has a freaking movie on their movie camera on their phone. You could have shot it. He could have. I, and I kind of uh, based I, it for not doing it. Well, I was not <laughs> focused. I wasn't thinking, sure. oh, my God, I should record this because this is going to be awesome. He was he's concerned I was, about his brother. I was like, I got to get in my car, rush to the the thing here and the, the clinic and watch my friend because the doctor said keep a close eye on him. He should be okay, but let us know if anything happens. That's where my focus was. <laughs> That's why Sarah Silverman is famous and you're not. Well, I was going to say, because it's sort of like if the doctor says get over here and watch your friend because he should be okay, but just in case, you're like, video time. Yeah. <laughs> Only get, Andy thinks like in that in that frame. Get and the GoPro. Sarah Silverman. Actually, Sarah Silverman's friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
I learned things about the universe that day. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right, enough you 2017. We're moving on to 2018. We got a new year to look forward to. All right. Aside from midterm elections, gentlemen, what are you looking forward to in 2018? Jesus. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Yeah, definitely. Black Panther. Infinity. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Jesus, there's so much on the I slate. Think Luke Cage is coming out too. I think Luke Cage is the, oh, season, the next Torgo season. Torgo ain't looking forward to that. <laughs> I like Luke Cage. It only took Eventually. you what three years to watch it. I get around to it. He gets around. But to you it, read the entire collection of Shakespeare. Around. But you can't fucking <laughs> watch a little miniseries. But hey, whatever. Now, now Anyways. to be fair, Matt, that was that was one week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but how much hockey has you watched? What 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 are you, ta- what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Ah! Looped it on around. <laughs> this next year, I, I've kind of one eighty'd in my brain just to prepare for it. Oh, I am looking forward to the beginning of the streaming wars. You're looking yep. forward to oh, it. Geez. Why not? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking embrace it. You're gonna sit there and eat popcorn on the side and watch it all. Yeah, see what happens. Disney versus Netflix versus Hulu versus CBS All Access versus Amazon Video and all the other little guys trying to get their little piece of the pie. I'm just going to sit back and just watch the fireworks go. Why not? I can't stop it, so I might as well just enjoy the show. You just want to watch the world burn. That's not that hard to watch anymore. I can I call it the news. Well, we're already past the point where we're totally fucked, so at this point... <laughs> That is true, isn't it? Yep. I read that, too. Except we've passed the tipping point. Yeah. It would take a major undertaking that the world doesn't seem interested in to reverse the damage we've done. So enjoy the ride, kids. <laughs> yeah. Nihilism 2018. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm also, of course, looking forward to Armored Saint, as, as I brought up before, my Cole series. I'm also thinking that this year is going to be the year of Scalzi. Whereas last year was the whole gunslinger thing, this year I want to get into Scalzi's Old Man's War oh. and that whole series, and some of his other books, like his take on Fuzzy is uh, uh, Fuzzy Nation, mm-hmm. back to the old Fuzzy series. So, and, and so I'm going to explore some Scalzi this year. Cool. I'm hoping to catch up on a bunch of comic book reading. I've been sort of sorting through my stuff, and I've got my comics on the next thing on my um, they're on the short list of things to sort out and i'm gonna read up on a whole bunch of series that i have just been collecting without reading for a while so i know oh. when i want to dive head up heavy back into my comics oh yeah um uh, ready player one comes out next year too oh that's right yeah so yep. does uh super troopers 2 mm-hmm. super troopers 2 yes the sequel okay. finally they're about a year they were about a year behind and it was supposed to come out this year, but uh, the post production was taking you don't think longer. That, you and, don't think that time has passed for Super Troopers? You think there's still a, a good market for that? It had enough of a cult following that it will probably do well, considering how little they were able to shoot it for. So uh, you know, and that was a Fox property too, which means it's now a Disney property. Oh right. <laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, oh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. Coming oh, out, yeah. I believe that comes out later in the year, though. Sure. I think mm-hmm. there's a small movie called Avengers. We already out. mentioned that, did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he so said Infinity, Infinity War. But... Oh, okay. Incredib- oh, that's, wait, that's a different movie. Incredibles two this comes out in June. Oh, right. Ooh, Incredibles. Oh, finally a proper superhero film. Oh. Right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, apparently, Ant Man and the Wasp is July. I, I stand corrected. July. 
Um, I'm looking I? forward to the adventure. Okay, Ryan, go. No, I was actually just going to diverge from movies and okay. say I'm looking forward to Critical Role is starting ah. a new campaign. Oh. They wrapped up their couple years long campaign that they've had going. Um, 2017 was when I really got into watching that. Um, and it's 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 a fun show. They're a fun group. They do a good job of putting together a streaming game, mm-hmm. streaming gameplay. They're all voice actors, so they do a great job in their in their uh, character work on the game. I've seen a bit of it now because, of course, uh, as Kay and I live together now. Yeah, it's I fun mean, to hear. It's still fun it's to fun hear. Fun to hear. Yeah, <laughs> it that is. is. Yeah, but no, I mean, I've you know, he'll have it on. I'll walk through him, and then I'll, I'll get sucked in. I'll sit down, be just going through to get a soda or something. I'm like, and then I'm on the couch watching it for 20 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I got to get back to what I was doing. <laughs> and after getting so immersed in the characters they're playing, it looks like a lot of them are. They haven't announced anything yet, but they're really trying to d- go in a different direction mm-hmm. with what they play. So it'll be interesting to see the contrast, the choices made. And just watch them start a new campaign, but having the experience that they've gotten from this one. Because yeah. one of their comments was starting the other one, uh, and when they first started recording, it, you know, they there were it, stuff was awkward or weird, and it took them time to settle in. So now that they're all settled in, um, <laughs> why don't you hold the mic while you're opening your candy? <laughs> you amateur jeez the rapper was not coming off (laughs) so so i'm looking forward to that that's how they used to do the fire effect on radio yes they did i look forward to watching more plush time wins and watching but of course a couple 25 year olds play ticket games i'm gonna do a lot more of that and i might play some more ticket games as well why not i feel inspired yeah have you gotten up to dave and buster's yet nope all right. Uh, that's what that's what I also look forward to in twenty years. Go to Dave Going and up Busters. to Dave and Buster's. All right. In Las Vegas. I'm looking forward to a career change. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm yeah. looking forward Where's, to a career change. You mean you don't like working for the devil anymore? No. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand the heat anymore. I love how you've gone from being so defensive about your job to acceptance now. That happens. You you've you've <laughs> you finally realize you should see the soulless veterans that I work with. I believe it's like I'll I don't want to be that. I started out a little bit. But you're already there. Because I'm a ginger? <laughs> well, I'm a, well no, I, I was going to say it oh, didn't okay. take long, but... Yeah. Well. You, know, I, you know, it's so funny because, I mean, yeah, sure, people picked on redhead kids, right? But I never heard the whole ginger myth. Nope. That was, like, new to me as an uh, adult. S- South Park started it. I think. I think it's an English thing that moved to South but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Major, but major media was South Park. Well, yeah. I was going to okay. say, it was a redhead that told me, because I was like, she's like, you haven't heard this before? And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. This is, no. This is new to me. She's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, I absolutely have not heard this. So she went and gave me the whole story thing. And I'm like, okay, sure. Ginger. Ginger. Soulless. Beast. Yeah. But as Tim Minchin says, only a ginger should call another ginger ginger. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Ginger. Which, by the way, uh, I love Tim Minchin's music and unless comedy. You, unless He's you freaking hilarious. Name a redheaded child Ginger. Oh, <laughs> oh then, we right? know, I know a Ginger. We is know red-headed, at least yeah. one, and it's just like, wow. Okay. 
I don't want to go with the snaps. obvious jokes there. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if you can really credit her parents with a lot of stuff though. They almost <laughs> fed her to a bear. So I mean. oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Andy, fire up the video and let's record some more racial epithets. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, gingers, why the where the Jesus Christ? We so have career our own change, beautiful, yeah. very very own career changing ginger. Yeah, yeah. good. That's what I was just thinking about. I kind of wonder. The Queen biopic, uh, I think it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that Singer is off the project, whether that's actually going to come out next year or if it's going to get delayed until 2019. Because when I saw some of the pictures from the set, I was pretty excited about this film. Because <laughs> Jesus Jeez. Christ, that's with the mic away from you. <laughs> yeah, I was with the mic away from him. Hey, yes, that was, a, that was a sneeze into his shoulder. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than his soul escaping. That was like his entire life. Uh, you <laughs> sneeze the English right out of Andy. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue started bleeding again. <laughs> Excuse me. <sighs> Bit his tongue off the rest of the way. Ah, uh, but yeah, I, bite I, your I, tongue. Ah. Uh, I was really impressed with the the look of the different actors that are going to be portraying the members of Queen, and I was excited when I heard that Brian Singer was directing it, and that's all fallen into chaos, and Brian Singer's been dismissed, and now he has lawsuits against him, and blah, 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 blah. So you want to know if it's a real thing? What's that? Or is it just a fantasy? No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, he wow. got he got Jeff. He <laughs> got it. Yep. I really expected that response to come from him, but no. I fed him <laughs> the wine. He didn't go for it, so I carried it on. My my brain was in. I see what you did there. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> my brain was not in response mode. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you're looking forward to in this next year, guys? Well, you're I'm sure there's I'm midterms. sure there's more, but <laughs> Mid- midterm election aside, I'm sure there's more. I'm just not thinking of it right now. Always, there's always more. There's always more, and that's what the uh, Geek Shack news is going to help you figure out what's coming up. Oh, okay. What to look forward to? Oh my God! It's it's that's that's what that's that what red light green light is for. That's right. Oh, speaking of which, wasn't bright on our red light, green light? Did we red light or green light that? It was. We uh, It was a unanimous green light. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We were right. Well, you know what? It's the end of the year. Okay. Not according to the critics, Sandy. Critics are not liking the film. Fuck the critics. Oh, uh, who yeah. cares? Well, that's what I said. The, the critics are not liking it, but uh, that's what I was going to say is critics are not liking it, but fans are loving it. So Let me guess. Because it's a Netflix property. Um, um, uh, whatever. We're not going to get into it. Or Clive's Matter. Matter. Yeah. Go Go ahead. Well, Torgo. how about this? How about since it is the end of the year and we have new things to look forward to, mm. why don't we play a little red light, green light, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. It's a good way to finish this year out. Why not? Whoa, what happened to news we don't give a shit about? It why are you tickling always that bear? Happen. <laughs> it doesn't always happen. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what's a little dizzy there, my friend? I, no, I lost balance when he said tickling that bear. <laughs> <laughs> Is is, is is that an actual Kansas no. scene? <laughs> no, that's Friday Night at Flex. I don't, I don't want God. It's actually poking the bear, but for some yes! reason my brain went tickling. You went to tickling. Tickling the bear. <laughs> Kansas City tickling the I'm bear. Not, what? 
<laughs> yeah, that's the name of the new team, the Kansas City there Bear Ticklers. There's our episode <laughs> title, Tickling the Bear. <laughs> See, Hades job creeping into the cave. Gotcha! And running away. That's an unknown provision of the law that lets him shoot him. It's like, you got to tickle him first. Mm. You're thinning out their numbers. Got to get him where there's no fur, the right to bear arms. No arm bears. Oh, right to nope. arm bears. One of those. Well, he, I've just killed so, K. Yeah, yeah, he just went right to the yeah. bathroom. Just yeah. <laughs> up to escape. <laughs> There's no escape. I live with him, you know. That's a good point. You mean there's no yes. escape for you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Red light, green light. Green. Welcome to Night Vale. Green. Green, 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 green. The podcast from creators Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner is making it to the small screen. FX Network has picked up for a development deal. Welcome to Night Vale is a podcast done in the style of a local radio show which reports on the weird and wacky stories in a fictional southwestern desert town. The twice-monthly podcast, started in 2012, has been downloaded 180 million times. Jennifer Hutchinson, currently an executive producer on Better Call Saul will adapt the podcast for television. Fink and Craner will also be attached as executive producers. So, gentlemen, red light, green light for Welcome to Night Vale well, as a television show. Sitting on a podcast? I like that idea. Green light. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, my God. The Geek Shock, the TV series. Well, if oh they boy. can have that and they can have Psych the movie, why not Geek Shock the movie? Mm, green well, light. Yeah. Well, if it's done well. Exactly. Could not get greener. I absolutely love that. Um, it's if you're not listening to Night Vale, I mean, it is. I understand it's not everybody's cup. It is weird. It is essentially a community radio uh, community radio program in the Twilight Zone. It is. It's you know. It's like hearing Garrison Keillor's. You know. Well, it was a quiet week here in Night Vale. You know. The, is it is it weird, wild stuff, Ed? Yeah. All right. No. Here's here's the in the first episode, and I'm paraphrasing here. The, the, the Cecil, who's giving the announcement, says the new dog park is open. It's probably my yeah, favorite, right? Right, Night Vale bit, right? Uh, you know, citizens are rem- rem- reminded that dogs are not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just record you? Just we should have an audio book. We, Andy's we do. <laughs> get him, get him that Stephen Hawking machine. I'll start oh. over. I'll teach you. <laughs> People in the dog park open in community. Oh, God, even with the machine. (laughs) I'll wait. (laughs) Oh, please go go ahead. No. Citizens are reminded that dogs are not allowed in the dog park. In fact, people are not allowed in the dog park. In fact, just forget the dog park exists. I mean, that's just weird, twisted. And it's it's very dry. A summary of the show. It's very dry, very droll, but hilarious. And and there's deep, deep stuff. I mean, they go into these huge arcs where you really care about these bizarre characters that are that start off seemingly as one-off jokes, and then you really do start really caring for the citizens of Night Vale. My only concern is I've attempted to read the first Night Vale novel twice. It needs the voice. It It really needs the voice. Not just the voice. It needs that prism of the the radio mm. broadcast doing it. I'm concerned about it, it moving to a visual medium. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's going to be harder to transfer that over than it will be to do uh, Beyond Bo- Beyond uh, Belief from uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour, which mm. is I don't understand why that's not a movie yet or a TV series. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be great. I mean, just just the the source material is wonderful, so I'm really excited to see this. Terrific! One green light for Welcome to Night Vale, gentlemen. Red light, green light. Sleepy Hollow producer Mark Goffman has a brand new project lined up at the CW, a sentient social network AI series based on author and entrepreneur Rob Reed's 2017 novel and podcast, After On. Goffman will pen the series based on a story he hammered out with Reed. Goffman will also serve as executive producer on the drama, while Reed will co-executive produce. After On will follow a young entrepreneur who accidentally causes a highly popular social network to achieve consciousness. The newly minted sentient AI is super intelligent, yet riddled with human flaws, and it takes on the persona of a mean girl. Our hero and his friends need to tame her before she and her many enemies annihilate humankind. After Hmm. on, red light, green light. Hmm. I'm gonna green it because it sounds like a I mean it, they could screw that up easily but it sounds like if they if it's done well uh, and it sounds like if they pull it off it's gonna be really interesting a hard amber <laughs> <laughs> because during that whole thing I realized there's too many podcasts <laughs> Wow, that was a tipping. That, that was a tipping point between this this episode. And, that's too this many item fucking and the last podcasts. Item. Okay, I could have told hard you that, dude. Amber. <laughs> hard amber is my. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> a social media Skynet. Uh, it happened already. They created a social. They created some sort of AI that immediately immediately went racist. Now, this yes, is true. Oh, was, yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah, it was a bot that. Because of the tweets that were fed into it, and the majority of the tweets not being screened before being input right. into the AI, I'll be astounded if that yeah. wasn't one of the inspirations for this either. Also, it probably was. Could well have been. I don't know. I'm going to say red light. Okay, red light. Well, based on that discussion of the bot and the feeding this, you know, the tweets and it 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 went bad. Uh, that. You know, if if that is any kind of inspiration or a part of it, then green light. The the idea of uh, something learning, I don't know. Eh. Yeah, so green light. People two need green, work. a red, and a yellow for us Americans. And a hard amber. <laughs> hard hard amber. amber. Hard amber is yellow in America. <laughs> hard amber. She's also one of my favorite porn actresses. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Red light, green light on the next one. Patrick McManus has announced to lead the Universal's development of a new TV show based on Kurt Vonnegut's classic 1969 novel, Slaughterhouse-Five. Slaughterhouse-Five, a.k.a. The Children's Crusade, A Duty Dance with Death, is a classic sci-fi novel, but Vonnegut's treasured story of an unstuck-in-time traveler, Billy Pilgrim, has reached way beyond genre fare into high school English classes far and wide. Satirically, and sometimes frighteningly, the novel shows Pilgrim's time-warped experiences in, out, and beyond World War II. Beyond, like, way out on the planet of Trafaldemore, where Billy is caged up in a zoo alongside Hollywood starlet Monona Wildhack, Beyond. In the war, Billy, like the author himself, survived as a POW during the firebombing of Dresden, and so it did so in a deep cellars of Schlachthof Foon, Slaughterhouse-Five. 
According to the UCP press release, the novel explores the idea of predestination versus free will, the impacts of war, as well as the perception of time itself, unquote. Besides McManus, executive producers will include Gail Ann Hurd from The Walking Dead, John Brown from Pompeii, and Bradley Yoniver from Swim Fan. They'll also be working with UCP on other Vonnegut adaptations, Sirens of Titan from Dan Harmon and Evan Katz. What's McManus's other credits? I don't have any here. Okay. I'm a little scared about that Pompeii part, part but uh, I'll green light it. I remember reading that in, uh, a while ago. I liked it. All right. So I will green light it. Yeah, green light. Green. Green here, too. There it is. Green. Vonnegut moves again. And another thing, Vonnegut, I'm canceling that check. <laughs> whoever you talk, whoever you had right about Vonnegut doesn't know shit about Vonnegut. <laughs> Red light, green light. The CW is developing a sci-fi dramedy series what? called It's the End of the World as We Know It. Powerless, uh, that is in the TV show Powerless, showrunners and executive producers Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher, uh, iZombie and Veronica Mars creator Rob Thomas are on board. Based on Iva Marie Palmer's 2012 book of the same name, published by Alloy Entertainment, the series, written by Halpern and Schumacher, will follow two millennial women with, quote, bigger dreams than working at a kid's pizza place in the valley who are recruited by a space cop to catch some galactic escapees when a prison spaceship carrying the universe's most deadly aliens crashes in Southern California. Quote, the kicker is that the alien criminals have camouflage themselves as eccentric Angelinos, unquote. It's the end of the world as we know it. Red light, green light. Hmm. Mm. God, that beca- that mm. it could easily become a bad monster of the week. Yeah, I was gonna say it could mm. be it could be really good and it could be really terrible. Um I do like the pedigree behind the production team. I'm gonna give it a cautionary green light. Now, Alloy Entertainment, some of the stuff that they have done is The Vampire Diaries, Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, and The 100. If that influences your decision at all. No, that's that's the production puts it, puts house. It right that's not the producers. But that's the publisher. Yeah. Yeah, it puts it in the same. I'm going to say the same thing because it's, um, yeah, same cautious green. Because the, no. the guy that created Veronica Mars that's in there. Yes. He's, he's and very I watched, creative. I watched a bunch of episodes of the 100, and it was interesting, but not interesting enough that I finished watching it. Okay, I'm in the same boat you are because I watched a couple episodes too, and it's it's interesting. Like there, there's something there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to grab me. Yeah, you're not a teenager. It's definitely helps your teenager. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the 100 is definitely a teen drama. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not for people our age. <clears throat> Give me my cane. <laughs> Get on my lawn. Green. All right. Mm-hmm. Green for Alien Angelinos. All right, here we go. Red light, green light. Wait, Alien Angelinos? Is? Alien Angelinos, yep. That's, that's, that's basically what it, what it strikes down as. At the end oh, of, that's the, the, that was it. Okay, that's not the title you, you were pitching was before. <laughs> yeah. Does that influence your decision? No. I mean, <laughs> no. It's like, wait a minute. Alien Angelinos, green, green light. light. Did, I, did I pass out and green light something I didn't listen to? <laughs> Red light, green light. IDW Entertainment is gearing up to adapt a new television series based on the comic miniseries Darkness Visible. Created by Mark Carey and Arvind Ethan David, the miniseries deals with humanity having to share the world with a race of demons, mainly because those demons helped the Allies win World War II. 
Humans are not very good at sharing, and this cohabitation leads to a never-ending terrorist conflict. The demons aren't just in your neighborhood either. In the case of Detective Daniel Anston, they are in his soul as well. IDW President David Ozer told Comic Book Resources last year about the character, quote, I think the thing that interested us both here was to take someone who was basically a racist and then put him into a situation where he's forced to confront his own prejudice in the most violent and visceral way possible. Aston believes what that right and wrong, good and evil, are clear in this particular war. Perhaps many of our readers will think they also think that also when the story starts. They're all in for an interesting ride, unquote. The show will be executive produced by the creators, Alvin, Ethan, David, and Mike Carey. So, it is Darkness Visible. I like that because it's never been done before, other than the comic, like, right, okay, yeah, right. four. <laughs> but, yeah, I like that. Green light. All right. Well, everyone. Oh, yeah, no, reading between the lines, I'm going to say it's going to use. Oh, okay. All right, green like, light. So I know where's what. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Reading between the lines, it sounds like they're going to use the this bizarre premise to explore racism, which needs to be explored right now. So, yeah, green it. Green light. Uh, yeah, I was going to say green light as well. Wow. No, it didn't actually help the Nazis, but hey. Greens across the board thus far, gentlemen. Let's see how you feel about this next one. Red light, green light. 21st Century Fox, now owned by Disney, and Hulu, owned by Disney, are bringing the video game series Hitman to life for television. For a television run that, according to Deadline, could serve as a flagship for the streaming service if it takes off. A pilot script for the new series is already underway from writer Derek Kolstad, who created the John Wick universe. Mm-hmm. In the game, Agent 47 and his bald, barcoded head travel to locations both exotic and mundane, sometimes in creative disguise, and carry out murder assignments that involve espionage at the highest international levels. This won't be the first time that Hitman's been in front of the camera. Two attempts to bring it to the world in the form of live-action film, Hitman and Hitman Agent 47, never saw much success on the big screen. Hitman for Hulu. Red light, not enough there. Like, there's not enough story. Okay. See, I was going to say, I think the reason that it failed so poor, uh, so so hard at the box office was that it's tough to do that world in a single movie. I think it has a better shot of fleshing out that world as a TV series. So, because, like, if you had said it was another movie, I was, like, immediately ready to red light it, but... Since it's a TV series slash Hulu series, I should say, I would give it a green light cautiously. Have you played any of the games? I have, yes. And you're still going to green light it. <laughs> Again, Just because. In, in a TV series, I think they have more potential to flesh out that world, whereas the video games do it both good and terrible. Is that you know? There's some of the storylines in the games have been compelling, and some of them have been utter garbage. So it depends on whether they're going to go with a completely original storyline for the series, just borrowing from the aspects of the game that lay the foundation for that world, and then move forward, or if they're going to try to totally base it on, you know, how many different versions of that game have been out now? Oh, so many. How many hours. sequels? Yeah. yeah. It's so like, it's like Tomb Raider in that regard. I, I think it has potential as a TV series. It's essentially that's what, that's Jason why I'm Bourne. Saying. 
Yeah. So I get it. It's already you know, that red light. Wait, is, is the memory I'm, loss thing part of this thing too? I'm sticking by my green on this. All right. Was, I could be wrong, yeah. but I think it, like I said, it has it has way more potential as a as a series rather than as a movie. Hmm. Oh, if it's basically Jason Bourne, green light. <laughs> mm. uh, it's down to you, Andy. Red. Wow. Yeah. So um, it goes I mean, down to the shotgun. Nothing. Keys. Nothing is compelling me enough. I, I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent opposed to stuff as murdery, but you got to have something that's compelling in there. And Punisher was great. Green Arrow was laughable, but you know. <laughs> All right, so half and half. Monkeys, what do you think? Hitman, does it deserve a Hulu show? I put it on the uh, Shock Monkeys layer on Facebook. Hey, we got time for at least for one more, if not two. Red light, green light, gentlemen. The producers behind the Resident Evil movies have nabbed the rights to J. Scott Campbell and Andy Hartnell's hit comic series, Danger Girl, with an eye towards developing the property into a strong female-led franchise. Constantin Films is joining forces with Jeremy Bolt, Bolt's Bolt Pictures and Hitman movie producer Adrian Ascaris? Adrian Asterix. Prime Universe Films to produce movies and TV shows based on the comic book title, which was launched in 1998 by Jim Lee's Wildstorm Comics imprint. Meant to be a mix of Indiana Jones, Charlie's Angels, and James Bond. Danger Girl followed the adventures of treasure hunter Abby Chase, who was recruited by a secret organization led by a former MI6 agent named Deuce, then paired up with operatives Sidney Savage and Natalia Castle. The trio went on far-reaching adventures around the globe to retrieve mystical artifacts while keeping them from falling into the evil hands of the Hammer Syndicate. Danger Girl. Led by Justin Hammer. <laughs> Anybody read uh, Danger Girl? I never have. Neither have I. Read an issue. My, my roommate in L.A. was a huge fan, but I never read a single. Okay, I was going to say I haven't read any of the comics either. I was I, about to ask the same question. Yeah, I haven't read it. Uh, my brother saw a cover one time, and he's like, "How they get away? How how come Tomb Raider people aren't suing them?" And I'm just like, <laughs> I really, you know, I don't know. I mean, comics doing. Things in parallel or similar, but just with a little difference. I think, I think that that's pretty much settled that you can do that sort of thing. But I have no idea what anyone's opinion is regarding it and Tomb Raider. Well, didn't the comic come out before the video game, though? What year did you say the comic came out? I ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. So, 98. Yeah, so Tomb Raider is way before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say a few years so, before. I mean, I, I, I mean, when you look at it, Danger Girl. Is is obviously like inspired, sure, by Tomb Raider. <clears throat> so, I don't know. There's a Tomb Raider movie coming out this summer too. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Looking uh, interesting. Which actually has it looks like it has a better shot of being successful than the other two. All right. Um, I'll I'll greenlight it because it could be fun. All right. If, if they're not too serious about it, if they they have fun with it, it could be it could be interesting to watch. I'm gonna greenlight it as well. Um, I think there's not enough female-driven action, comedy, etc. on television yeah. right now. So it sounds like an interesting premise. I hope they can pull it off. So there's more. I have, I have there's hope. enough. Yeah, I was gonna say I hope I have hope for the future. So I'm gonna greenlight it. Yeah, green. All right, same. All right, greens across the board. Have we greened everything? No, we greened and split one. That's right. 
There's one split. Everything else is green. You know what? I have three red light, green lights left, guys. Uh-huh. On the whole, that's all of the, the ones that I have. Once we finish these three out, then it's all new red light, green lights in the new year after that. Wow. So, so we're, we're clearing out some old news is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. We're wow. clearing out clearing some out stuff that's sitting around. Only up to 20 pages waiting, of... Waiting uh, around. The new Thor movie is in production this summer. Blah, yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Preacher, red light, green light, gentlemen. <laughs> red light, green light. The Vampire Diaries co-creator Kevin Williamson's next project will be called "Tell Me a Story." It'll be on CBS All Access. Of course, it will. Based on the original Spanish show by Marcus Orosorio Vidal, story is billed as a psychological thriller. It will also put a modern and mature twist on all the classic fairy tales like The Three Little Pigs, Little Red Riding Hood, and Jack and the Beanstalk. That's what I got for you. Tell me a you story. Mean like didn't they already fables do Fables and uh, Once Upon a Time. Upon a time. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that uh, already a Bill thing? William really needs to start getting some, uh, some royalties on that shit. Right. Royalties on stories about <laughs> The Three Little Pigs and... Modernizing the yeah. modernizing and putting them into the modern world. I mean, they, honestly, there was Willingham's Fables came out, and then there was three different TV shows of basically the same premise. Sounds right. Yeah. At least two. Yeah. Red. Yeah, red. I'm red as well. Red CBS Access. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why. Just I, because I, of that, I might have greenlit it, but CBS Access puts it in the red for me. There it is. Our first solid red. If Torgo had a vote, it's green because he wants to see the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> which is sad because I really want to see Star Trek Discovery continue which it's got at least one more season mm-hmm. but god damn I just don't like all the fucking streaming platforms that we right. have to pick and, and choose because of you from. CBS went ahead and was like alright we're a success because yeah. you forgot to fucking cancel it it's Jeff's fault <laughs> to, to be fair I signed up for it after the final first third, two thirds of the season had premiered so my subscription was moot at that point as far as the show getting renewed. Yeah. We'll write that on your tombstone. Yeah. Red light, green light. Is commercial space travel as tedious as air travel? Are there long lines? What about bag check? Bill Lawrence is known for comedies such as Scrubs, Spin City, and Cougar Town, and now he is developing a new show for CBS called Spaced Out. The show takes place in the world of commercial space travel. We don't know much about the show thus far, other than it's a multi-camera, uh, like a traditional sitcom, and will be a workplace comedy. The show previously was made into a pilot for an N- for NBC as a single-camera comedy, but ultimately was not picked up. Hmm. CBS. Regular CBS. Not uh, all access. Spaced light. out. Red light, green light. Green no, light. it'll eventually make it its way to CBS All Access. So well, red it, lights. It will go on there. It'll go. <laughs> red lights. Uh, I like Bill Lawrence. I like two of the three series that he put up there. Scrubs was awesome. Spin City was really good. Cougar Town. I think I watched like one episode and was like, this is definitely not a show written for people like me. Um, Where was your first? What was my my first clue? Internet that Cougar Town was not written for 80s Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) This looks good. Cougar Town. (laughs) No, just like it was on when I left it on TBS. Oh, wait, this isn't Pornhub. 
<laughs> it's like cougar town. What's, where's the boobs? Where the boobs? All right, fuck. Turn it off. Anyway, I'll green light it. All right. Uh, green light, pretty much based on what Jeff said. The same stuff. Same. Oh, right. Same arguments. The porn hut. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Courtney Cox is doing porn. What? Well, that name. <laughs> well. She's right there with hard amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is that a green light? Did I get everybody there? No, you, I. You red lighted. Yes, but I, I think everyone's green lighted, right? Yeah, Three sure. greens and a red. Yeah. All right. Well, here it is: the final red light, green light of 2017, gentlemen. Red light, green light. Apple's new worldwide video program. Red light. Division. Yeah, red lights. You can don't even just stop there. Get out of my boardroom. <laughs> Throw him in the shark tank. Fucking Apple is ramping up its orders as it orders its third scripted series. Yep. This one from Battlestar Galactica head Ron D. Moore. Yep. The straight to series order is created and written by Moore. The series will, quote, explore what would have happened if the global space race had never ended, taking the Russian-U.S. conflict into its logical conclusion, no matter how imaginative, unquote. Mm. <sighs> yep. I Sounds so good, with, I'm but sticking with red my, lights. I'm, I'm, no, I, <laughs> even with, this, with the description, I'm double down on my red lights. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is. And it's sad, too, because I've met Ron Moore a few times, and he's... I worked a, for the guy. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, he's a he's a really, really good guy. Um, very creative writer, but just on an Apple platform that is only going to be available on Apple devices. Not even a subscription service nope. that is available everywhere. Nope. It's it's a walled garden within a walled garden. So I, I, I hate to do this to you, it's Ron. A, it's, but a walled, light, it's a walled donut. Well, that's the donut yeah. is their, their <laughs> new... Their new sure. headquarters ah. up in uh, Northern California. Ah, okay. Although they call it the spaceship, but it looks like a giant donut. Does it really? Yeah, you should look it up. Wow. And the joke's I, was on get, I was getting deeper than I thought. The yeah. joke's on us because really what they meant for it to be is an asshole. Oh, mm. right. <laughs> Red light. Red light. Wow. You already had me. Yep. Red light. <laughs> From the beginning. I do it Apple. <laughs> yeah, fuck and this, Apple. This, this really pisses me off because... When I read the description, the same thing. I, I started reading the story, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Ron Moore's got another show coming out. And then I got to the part where it says on Apple streaming service. And I was like, god damn it. That's two now. Because Amazing Stories is going to be on the Apple streaming service that they still haven't announced. Yeah. As well as this new Ron Moore thing. And I, I liked the premise of this. That would be cool. Yeah. I love those you know, historical kind of what-if stories. I, I would really love to yeah, read Yeah, I like the premise. I mean, hell, I mean, I just played Wolfenstein, which is another historical what if, and I enjoyed the hell out of that. I would love to see this, but I am not going to buy an Apple device just to watch it. And that's it for Geek Shock 2017. Next week, a whole new year and all sorts of new news and fun stuff to get into as we grit our teeth and get it through the next year. So, Thank you for sticking with us, monkeys. We love doing this, and we love your listening to us do it. Yeah, listening to us do it. <laughs> Thank Sorry you. Sorry about yeah. the tongue. <laughs> what yeah, Andy said. Blaming it on your tongue. You would have said that anyways, even if you didn't blame it on tongue. the tongue that's been flapping and flapping. <laughs> blame it on my tongue is my kiss cover band. <laughs> 
Blame it, blame it, blame it, blame it. <gasps> Tarko's been lip-syncing this whole time? Oh, shit. No, but th- again, thank you for, for putting up with us for another year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very nice that we still have so Wait, many of you Are you, you talking to us or the, yeah, the listeners? To the listeners. To I'm talking to oh, the listeners. Oh, okay. Oh, I, this is almost I, always a highlight of my week. I was going to say, it's, it's okay, Jeff. We like you. Oh, but you're talking to them. Gotcha, gotcha. No, be glad you, you guys. I could it. give a fuck about. <laughs> wow, and I mean the people in this room, not the wow. people out there on the internet listening. Oh, to okay, because I'm about to get. I feel better now. Tear right into you. No, we love you. We thank you yes. that you listen to our little show and join us and help create this little community around this little geek pole that we absolutely dance around every year. Yep, and I need the paycheck. Oh wait. <laughs> mm. And until next year, I am Master Targo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy. That still didn't come out right. Well, we know Apple's not going to sponsor us, so Maple Leaf Matt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next year in Geek. And not hey, the- if you got uh, something you're looking forward to 2018, uh, yeah, really. this episode, right? Yeah. right? Fill up the layer with, uh, with uh, what you want. With happy wishes. Happy wishes. I'm not yes. interested in what, oh, I'm really worried about this, or I know that this is going to be crap, or, you know. Positive thoughts. Yeah. Positive thoughts. Yeah. Matt Spaulding. None of the negative ways, Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two broke geeks got called out. Oh, my goodness. Called out. I, I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> I kid the two broke key geek. Uh, uh, oh. He's like, I'm Are you kidding. my wow, tongue over I there? Could, I couldn't even lie through my teeth. He's oh, like, no. I'm totally kidding. I'm not really kidding. <laughs> I love you, Matt. Whoa. And and wishing uh, wishing two broke geeks coffee jelly hour. Wishing those guys yes success as they move forward. Mm. Um, croak the DJ. Yes, you got some laughs out of Andy and I with your and Biggs and Biggs with your latest. Mi- it was really funny because he does the episode mixes and he puts one up where we're going through YouTube and he pops up on my just uh, you know just uploaded and. We see the latest croak me <laughs> remix. It's twenty five minutes long, and it's just like he usually shoots out three or four minute clip things. So we're like, well, and it and it was the 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 porg squee. I think was how he titled yes. it. So we were just like, well, let's give this a shot, and he st- <laughs> he starts it with a Star Wars crawl. That is just pork, 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 <laughs> yes. pork, pork, pork. It's, it's glorious. Pork, pork. It just went on forever, and it it almost like Cards Against Humanity. It was fun watching Steve watch this. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but oh. it was funny. It was very funny. Before uh, I forget, uh, I should have said this at the top of the show. It, it totally slipped my mind, and I apologize. Big thanks to Sam Heffernan for his uh, mm, yes. gift of his. EP he released earlier this year, the synthetic pseudonym. Um, have not had a chance to listen to it, but I have it downloaded, mm-hmm. and uh, can't wait to hear it. Uh, thank you again. It was a great Christmas present. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Michael, for your thoughtful gifts yes. that you sent to us. Awesome. You guys rock. Absolutely yeah. rock. And uh, we'll talk to you next year. Woohoo! Absolutely. Maybe my tongue oh, may shit. be better next week. I don't know. We'll uh, see. I can guarantee his tongue is not going to be better next not week. Not with that hole in it. <laughs> <laughs>